Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. And today we're going to talk about a lawsuit that was filed by a mother of a hip hop artist. And uh, this massive lawsuit, which I hope and believe is millions of dollars, basically says that Sony Music is responsible for this artist overdosing while he was on the job. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about this lawsuit, and I think everybody needs to know about it. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day sometimes as much as 10 times a day. And the condition is that we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means we care about our kids. Black first means we care about our community. Black first means that we protect black wealth and we build black wealth by any means necessary. If you agree with this mission and, you, and this makes sense to you, then put a B1 in the chat, put a hashtag B1. Also, let me know what city you guys are coming from. Uh, and I wanna tell you guys about this really interesting story. Uh, that was just brought to me uh, by a friend of mine. And uh, it has to do with the, with a rapper who overdosed on drugs, unfortunately. He, he died from a drug overdose. And his mother has sued the record label uh, it, to, get, to get damages, which I just, give me a yes or no if you agree, if you think that this is, that this is about damn time. Um, I don't know. I was super happy to hear about this lawsuit. Um, I think Sony needs to just get it. And, uh, and, 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 you know, because, because I don't know about you, but I, I think that this mass promotion of drug addiction, drug use, drug selling, drug consumption, drug culture uh, in the music, it's, it's terrible, man. It's messing up so many of our kids. And your brain isn't even fully developed when you're 17. So this idea of getting addicted to drugs at 17 is just absolute nonsense. Now, uh, if you could join me uh, real quick, and, and let's thank the sponsor of today's podcast. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Uh, this company... Uh, called Pathways United is offering support if you're interested in applying for funding for the Department of Energy and the National Science Foundation. Uh, you can go to pathwaysunited.org. That's pathwaysunited.org. And uh, they can help you in a lot of different areas uh, in terms of getting grants uh, from the Department of Energy. There's billions of dollars worth of grants out there. Uh, agricultural decarbonization, uh, community-driven agricultural decarbonization, transportation decarbonization, industrial decarbonization, decarbonization of biomanufacturing, cybersecurity, energy security, emergency response, fossil energy, et cetera. Uh, and so if you go to pathways, pathwaysunited.org, you can take a look and see uh, if they can actually help you out. So uh, there's big money out there, and I'll put the URL on the screen for those of you that might have missed it. So uh, so anyway, so give me a yes or no if you agree with this lawsuit. Uh, you know, th th this, this mother uh, sued Sony Music because uh, she said, look, you know, my 17-year-old son was in your uh, custody, if you will. Uh, he was, you know, I gave him uh, response. I gave you responsibility for my son, and now he's dead. Uh, and it was because he was caught up in the culture. And this is why you got to be careful about letting people define your culture. Uh, but the culture led him to think that it was cool and it was okay uh, to get hooked on drugs. I'm going to read some of this to you. This is in the New York Post. So according to the New York Post, the mother of up-and-coming rapper from North Carolina has filed a wrongful death suit against Sony Music, claiming that the company allowed her son to die of a drug overdose just four days after his 17th birthday, according to court papers. 
Tobias Johnson, who went by the stage name Saucepox TB, it's spelled S-A-U-X-E-P-A-X-K-T-B. So I'm going to say Saucepack, maybe, uh, was found unresponsive in Houston in a Texas hotel suite November 6, 2020, by his manager, who was sharing the room with him. According to the Manhattan Supreme Court lawsuit, uh, mom, Kenyatta Hardy, who is suing Sony Music Entertainment and other record, other labels, uh, other labels, records, uh, sorry, other record labels, sorry, I guess it's called, the label's called Record Labels LLC or something, and No Stress Entertainment LLC, claims she had voiced concerns about her son's well-being after seeing photos of him on social media using drugs and appearing high, her filing from Friday states. Hardy even suggested her son, who went viral earlier this year on TikTok with his song Ballin', took a break and she suggested that he take a break and spend some time at home and asked the label if he needed any help. So apparently this mother was concerned uh, by what she saw with her son and uh, she was letting them know allegedly, according to this lawsuit, she was basically saying, you know, he's, he's getting on social media, he's acting out, uh, this, this is worrying me. Uh, you know, he, and, and, and the thing about it that makes me sad is how many of you, give me a yes or no, give me a yes or no, how many of you feel like you've seen this rapper or this this imagery in the music 10,000 times? He's holding a stack of money as, as, a, as, a, as a cell phone. Um, how many of you feel like you've just seen this song played out 10 million times? His song, his hit song was called Ballin'. Uh, sorry, that's Nick Cannon and, and uh, Akon. That don't, don't worry, we did the podcast on them earlier. And I mean, how many of you feel like you've just kind of seen this? Like you see it over and over and over again. And, uh, and, and, and they promote this. They, they promote this as your culture. They make you think that this is how black men are supposed to act. And it's kind of ridiculous. It's sad. It's embarrassing. And you keep wondering, like, is this ever going to really come to an end? Or is this always the pants sagging, you know, holding up the stack of money and everything else? Like, you know, the, and the, here's the thing, right? There's a documentary uh, that a, a brother named Speech did, and he uses the, word, the N-word. And it's the N-word factory. So y'all can fill in the blank. I'm going to try not to say that word on, on YouTube. And uh, in this documentary, he makes the good point that that this thug culture is manufactured. You know, they, they, they man, it's made in America. They manufacture it the same way you make a car at a Tesla plant. They manufacture it the same way you make a can of Campbell soup. They manufacture it the same way you make uh, 10 million sweatshirts. And, uh, and, and so so my thought is, here's the thing. When I see a 17 year old, you know, who is doing the things that he believes uh, are going to make him successful, which unfortunately, a lot of times they don't make you successful. They, they, they put you in an early grave. My question is, who taught you that? You know, who taught you that this is what a black man is supposed to look like if he wants to get ahead? You know, and, and, and this is all promoted by the record labels. You know, companies like Sony, they make a billion dollars from dead Negroes. Sony makes a billion dollars from dead black men. They make they make all kinds of money by watching your sons kill themselves slowly. Does anybody understand? Let me just explain this to you. This is not I'm not just talking. I'm not just a guy running his mouth. My wife isn't just a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. She is an addiction specialist. Do you hear me when I tell you that she is an expert on addiction and, and also an expert on the, the conscious and subconscious mind? So one of the things that my wife and I talk about all the time is you don't understand the damage that's happening to your black men when they get them hooked on drugs at an early age. I mean, it's bad enough when you're high, getting high and drunk and you're 35, 40 years old. But when you start at 17, 
Your brain has not yet fully developed. Do you understand? Do you understand the depth of damage to your men and to your community when you get a 17-year-old kid addicted to opioids before his brain is even fully developed? What kind of husband and father is, is he going to most likely be? Remember, this is a man whose actions are going to impact other men. His actions are going to impact his children. His actions are going to impact his grandchildren. You know, if you think about this. When my grandparents had Thanksgiving, there, there was grandma and, and papa, and they, they were surrounded by 40 people, all of whom would not exist <clears throat> if grandma and papa had not got together and started making babies back in the 1950s. You understand? So, so what a man does with his life has an impact on dozens and dozens and dozens of people. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand this. This is where families come from. These are the birds and the bees of, of community building. So when you take a black man and he's 17 years old, he's got his whole life in front of him. He could be anything. He could be anything from a rocket scientist to president of the United States to a high-powered attorney to a, a, to a medical doctor. Instead, they turn him into a guy that wants to get high and drunk every day that ain't got no that, that, that hates women before he even gets to know them, that wants to make as many babies as possible and not take care of them, who wants to ruin himself financially, give himself a pack of STDs, and then go brag about it on Instagram over the fact that he slept with 5,000 women. And then we cheer that on. We hit the like button when, when, he, when he tells us about baby mama number nine. And, and you don't understand the chain reaction in terms of what this is creating in your community. I'm not putting down this kid because he's a baby. He's a baby. And, and I definitely wouldn't speak ill on someone who has passed. So that's not it's not about him. He's at that stage of his life. When he died, he was still at that stage where he was heavily uh, impressionable. You know, if you had introduced that kid, pay attention now. A lot of rappers are, are brilliant people. I know a lot of rappers. They're not dumb. Rappers are very, very smart. Most of them. So, so you're taking the vast majority of black male young geniuses and you're making them into thugs. You're making them into dope addicts. You're making them into to, to gangsters and hardcore killers when they could have been anything. They could have been doctors, lawyers, carpenters, leaders. They could have been the next Malcolm X, but who would want to do that when it's more lit to be, you know, getting high on mollies and Percocets at the club, finding baby mama number 12. This is all created by the music industry. So the music industry owes black people about a trillion dollars in reparations for all the losses, stolen productivity that you've taken from the black community by destroying so many millions and millions of young black men. Every time a black man goes down, that's some black woman's husband that she'll never have. She now no longer has, is not going to have a husband because the man that God meant for her to marry was derailed by the thug culture, this BS culture that they promote in the music. They put it on every radio station. They put it on every TV station. They put it out there like a damn cancer. It's worse than COVID. And we embrace this stuff and act like it's okay when you don't understand why your community is falling apart. This is a fact, Black people. This is a fact. So I'm going to just say this. Let me go back to this lawsuit. This mama. First of all, I mean, obviously, there's an accountability question. The question becomes... Uh, how did this record label get a hold of your son in the first place? But that's a question that she that she would that's a legitimate question. And I'd be curious to know what the answer is. But putting that question to the side, my response to this lawsuit is go, mama, go sue the hell out of those sons of bitches. Remember, there are child labor laws in the entertainment industry. For some reason, they, they don't apply to music. But I talked to a friend of mine whose daughter is an actress 
And one of the things she sent me when I told her about this story, but she sent me the, all these regulations that, that the film industry has to apply or, or, or has to uh, follow in order to put your child in a movie. Did y'all know this? Did y'all know that in the, in the entertainment industry, there are supposed to be laws. When your child is underage, this boy was 17 when he died. When your child is underage, they have a responsibility to keep your child safe, keep them away from drugs, keep them away from the people that want to touch little children and stuff like that. Now, obviously, the job of it, it, the, the parent is the first line of defense. And this woman who sent this to me, I know how she operates. Every time her daughter goes to a movie set, she's right there on the set. And when they say, well, no parents allowed, she says, I'll be damned. She won't be in this movie then because ain't no way, ain't no damn way I'm going to send my child away with you without me being right there with you to protect her. This is how you do it. This is important. You must understand this because if y'all remember, remember when Tiffany Haddish had her little thing? I'm not speak, I don't want to speak ill on Tiffany because I, I know because Tiffany is a powernomic supporter and I, I I like her, you know, I think she's talented. But that whole little weird situation with the little kids that were in the little little movie. And did y'all see that? Where you know, because Tiffany Haddish ain't said ain't been public for about <laughs> six months now because she's trying to let it all kind of kind of pass. But but when that little situation went down, anybody remember that? Well, when that occurred, my thought is, OK, I get it. Somebody was so caught up in the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. They were so caught up with the drug of fame that they were serving up their child to go <clears throat> anywhere with anybody who promised them that they might have a Hollywood connection that can get them some kind of a deal. <clears throat> happens all the time. You don't think that all those little girls running through R. Kelly, uh, R. Kelly's hotel room with some of those little girls weren't delivered by their hyper ambitious parents. Seriously, I mean, you what, what planet were you born on to not think that maybe some of those little girls, think about this, this man's been known to be a predator since about 2001. A lot of us have been following this guy and know how talented he is. We know that the guy ain't been right since Aaliyah. We, we knew we, that was when it all came out. When he married 15-year-old Aaliyah, that should have been all you need to know. But yet still, 15 years after Aaliyah's death, there were parents taking their children, their 17-year-old daughters, to R. Kelly concerts and saying, go backstage with him, go backstage with him. He can, he can get you a deal. He can get you a deal. Right. So, so let's just keep it 100. We get caught up sometimes in all the fame and the fortune. This idea of my son is a famous rapper. My son, my daughter is a famous singer. My, my other son's going to be in a movie that we forget that Hollywood and the entertainment industry is full of people who are very anti-black, who are very harmful to children, there are a ton of children out here trying to make making full documentaries about being touched when they were in Hollywood, being touched in an in inappropriate way. They all have documentaries out there. And for some reason, your media doesn't want to cover any of it, which tells me that they're probably in on it, too. The, the elites, this whole idea that the elites are kind of OK looking past some of this stuff. I believe every bit of it because I'm sitting there thinking, how can all these former Disney kids and all these former child actors be making full documentaries, writing entire books about what happened to them and nobody's listening? Well, you know what? I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm listening because of stories like this. I'm listening because of this lawsuit. This, this woman, uh, she filed this lawsuit. Her son, uh, I guess it was Sauce Pack. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, her name is Kenyatta Hardy. She's suing Sony Music and other record labels, uh, if, uh, well, it says, and other labels, records, label, LLC, I don't know what that means, No Stress Entertainment, LLC, she claimed that she had voiced concerns about her son's well-being after seeing photos of him on social media using drugs and appearing high. 
And uh, and then they, she said that Hardy was assured by no stress entertainment that it would keep him safe and away from drugs, his suit claims. Photos posted the night before his death show that the record labels had, quote, taken Tobias out to celebrate his 17th birthday. So they took him out to celebrate his birthday. The pictures show him under the influence of illicit drugs later found during his autopsy, the court papers say, including screenshots of social media photos. The young rapper went on a two-day drug binge that ended with his death from an overdose of opioids and other prescription drugs. His manager at No Stress Entertainment was asleep in the same suite at the time. For two days, the labels gave Tobias access to illicit drugs, watched him consume those illicit drugs, and then watched those illicit drugs kill him. This is according to the lawsuit. So, um, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you a little story. Um, I knew, you know, in, in, in RIP to Tobias, I mean, you know, he looks like a you know, a kid that could have done anything. I mean, if you're if you're a talented rapper in many cases, that means that you have some type of intelligence. Um, and unfortunately, because we have this this culture, uh, it, it grabs these little boys uh, before they get a chance to become great men, husbands and fathers and thinkers and everything else. It just tells him, OK, no, your job is to imitate the idiot that you just saw on TV. And what is unfortunate is that sometimes we get so caught up in fame and fortune and girls and Instagram follows that you don't realize that hip hop is a dangerous sport. Hip hop is a very dangerous industry to go into. Hip hop is so dangerous that you need hazard pay to go into that field. I wouldn't go into hip hop unless somebody, would, even if somebody's paying me 10 million a year, I wouldn't do it because it ain't good. It ain't right for your spirit. It ain't fun to go to every concert knowing somebody's trying to kill you. It ain't fun trying to go through life knowing that the feds are watching every move you make. It ain't fun going around in situations where you're constantly being uh, thrown into spaces with drug abuse and people taking your money and crazy chaotic culture where a rapper is dying every single week. Who the hell would want a job like that? How many of you would give me a yes or no? How many of you would want a job where you literally could die every week and your colleagues are dying on a regular basis? How many of you would want a job where, uh, where, where people are trying to rob you and kill you and take all your money and all this other stuff? There's nothing good about being a rapper 99 times out of 100. I, you know, I, and I've seen this. I've seen behind the celebrity curtain. You know, I've known the rappers that will go out here and tell you that they're worth $80 million and have a big stack of cash on Instagram, but literally will be financially desperate like you would not believe behind the scenes because they're forced to maintain a false image of economic success. They maintain a false image of spiritual and emotional and physical health. They're not healthy. Those drugs will kill your ass. And on top of that, you got all the, the other problems that come with legal issues and babies, mamas and everything. Else. I had a talk with a young guy who was um, friends with the rapper PNB Rock. PNB Rock, as you know, was out in LA. Uh, some guy got jealous, saw him with chains on his neck and went and killed him inside of Denny's, right, right there in LA. And I and this guy was a friend with PNB Rock. And I said, how do you feel? I said, you know, just because the white man offers you that money, that don't mean you got to take it. You know, ain't no amount of money worth your soul. Ain't no amount of money worth your peace of mind. There's other ways. You know, there's a lot of ways for a black men to get rich that don't involve holding your standing in front of a crowd full of white people, holding your nuts and calling yourself a nigga. There's a million ways to do well financially without having to embrace a culture that's going to make you look like a little boy until you're 50 years old. Do you understand? I mean, it's, it's got to be like a trap where you are literally like I empathize with Method Man because Method Man was uh, he turned down at first. At first, he turned down the, the, the chance to go on tour with the Wu-Tang Clan. 
And I understood exactly why Method Man didn't want to go on tour with the Wu-Tang Clan. Why? Well, because he's 51 years old. He said that's why he said, I'm 51 years old. You know, he's got that deal. He said, I'm 51 years old. How, who the hell at 51 wants to run around acting like you're 21? That was cool in 1992. It ain't cool in 2022. Human beings should be allowed to evolve. And a lot of these rappers, whether they're young or they're old, they're stuck in the little boy trap. You got to be, and you got to, and the thing is, it's, it's a little boy trap and it's an ignorance trap because you not only have to act more mature or more immature than the other young, little boys around you, because that's how you get attention is by, by, by really enhancing the minstrel show. The more you enhance the minstrel show, the more likes you'll get, the more lit you are, the more play, spins you'll get, the more attention you'll get. So you got to out immature the other, it is a race to the bottom. It is a race to the bottom. Who can use the most drugs? Who can get the most tattoos? Who can do the most ridiculous, outlandish, embarrassing shit <laughs> to get attention? It's a clown show. Hip-hop has become a clown show. And so ultimately, I wouldn't want to be a rapper to save my... There's no, there's no amount of money you could pay me that would make me want to go out and be a rapper. I just wouldn't do it. It would... I no, 10 million? No, 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 thank you. I'm trying to go places and have people constantly trying to kill me. So, so I feel sorry for some of these kids. Like when I see this kid, and I don't know much about his music, I'm gonna look it up, you know, um, and all that. But I, it makes me think about like Bobby Schmurder. I remember Bobby Schmurder years ago. Bobby Schmurder goes to um, anybody know Bobby Schmurder? Give me a yes in the chat if you know about Bobby Schmurder. Everybody who knows Bobby Schmurder, say yes in the chat. So Bobby Schmurder, he has something called the Schmoney Dance, which is kind of should be called the Monkey Dance. So he had the Schmoney Dance, and he did this. Everybody liked the Schmoney Dance. And so Bobby Schmurder would go do the shmoney dance. And in New York, he was rolling with these guys that would all carry illegal weapons and illegal drugs. So you are looking like an absolute dumbass at that point because the feds are sitting back saying, oh, these, these Negroes going to make it easy for us. All we got to do is pop in in the studio. Well, they ain't going to be ready for war. They ain't going to be ready to defend themselves. They ain't going to be ready for nothing. They're going to be sitting in there high and drunk with illegal drugs everywhere, which gives us a big bust we can put on TV because we're taking down a big name Negro and all kinds of illegal weapons. And, and they all going to be sitting around doing the shmoney dance. They're going to be doing the shmoney dance. So, so you're not even presenting yourself as a worthy adversary to those who want to destroy you. You're not seen as a soldier. You're not seen as a man. You're seen as a child because you sit around doing the shmoney dance and they sitting here putting on tactical gear, <laughs> like ready for war with military style weapons, ready to destroy you and everything you love. Take, take, take all of your, take your freedom, take all of your money, destroy your reputation, lock you up in prison until they decide you're going to come out and get you raped every single day while you lock up in the joint and they take full control. One man ends up dominating the other man because one man is prepared for war. The other man is trying to do the shmoney dance and trying to stay lit, yo, and trying to be trying to be cool, trying to fit in. It's a clown circus. So, so I may sound harsh when I say this. I, I know people aren't going to get this, and I get it. There are people who are never going to understand anything that I say on this platform. Those people should probably just go. But for those of you that get it, I want to give you the courage to just speak up on this nonsense. You got to say something, man, because... If you don't say something, then your community will perish because they are taking all of your most talented, most brilliant, most capable young men. They're turning them into thugs and drug addicts before they even get a chance to decide who they're going to be. And next thing you know, your women ain't got no husbands that they could pick. They only got little 35-year-old children 
35 year old children to choose from. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Ladies, you, give me give me a yes or no if you know what I'm talking about. Like like dating can be tough because because what are you going to do with a man who never had guidance from a real man on what a real man's supposed to do in terms of accountability and running a household and leading a family? No, he's trying to be lit. He's 35 trying to compete with the 20 year olds. He's trying to still keep get a record deal. He, he damn near grandfather. Really, it's crazy to me. You know, and, and I, it makes me very sad because because there's so many things out here that we can do. So many other ways black men can be wealthy. So many ways black men can succeed at the highest levels. And, and if some of y'all get it, I see a lot of black men, but everywhere I go, I'm meeting black men that are doing real estate. I see black men that are going to law school. I see black men that are buying businesses. I see black men that are out here investing in the stock market. And, and, and those are the types of men that I enjoy talking to because those are the grown ass men in the community. Those are your real leaders. Those are your real heroes. Those are the men, in my view, who should get the most attention, not the clowns you know, in, in the music industry, because unfortunately, many of them uh, have been mis misled and they have no other skill other than being able to get on a microphone and bust a rap and then stand in front of a crowd full of white people and hold their nuts and call themselves a, a nigga. Like that's literally their, their number one skill. That's not a skill that is... Um, necessarily marketable outside of the space of white supremacy. So uh, so you need your builders, you need your thinkers, you need your pe your planners, you need your strategists, you need those people that are actually going to develop the institutions that will sustain us because some of what is happening in hip hop is absolutely horrifically destructive. The music industry owes reparations to black people because they have destroyed so many millions of your kids, which means they have taken trillions of dollars in economic potential out of your community because every black boy who grows up and becomes a thug could have become a millionaire business owner. They could have become a job creator. They could have become somebody's husband and father. They could have become a community leader. But instead of getting an asset, you're getting a liability. So it's a double whammy. They're not just imagine this. Imagine if somebody went into your bank account, right? Imagine if you own some stocks and real estate and whatever, right? And imagine if every if you if you owned a three hundred thousand dollar house, somebody took your house, right? So that so right there, they're taking three hundred thousand dollars away from you and your wealth. Follow me. Follow me. Give me a yes if you follow this analogy, because this is they're stealing something more valuable than real estate. They're stealing your human beings. They're stealing your people, right? But, but black people have been a commodity since slavery, so you understand this. So and, so imagine they take your house away, right? Just for no reason, they steal your house. So they've taken $300,000 away from you, right? Pay attention now. So imagine if in addition to stealing your, your $300,000 house, they then also um, create a mortgage and make you repay the mortgage on the house. So now you're not just $300,000 down from losing the house, you're 300000 in the hole because they've turned your asset into a liability. So it's a double whammy. So that's what they've done with your human beings. They've taken your black men who could have become the next Malcolm X, that your black men who could have become the next Barack Obama, your black men who could have become the next billionaire Robert Smith, uh, your, your, your black men who could have become the next Boyce Watkins, your black men who could have become the next anything, anything that you respect and admire in the community. That's what they could have become. Believe me, if I was training 10 million black men every day, you would have at least 2 million voice walkings just run around here. Imagine what our community would look like if you had 2 million black boys that think like me. That's my goal. My goal is to, 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 to be fruitful and multiply. I ain't trying to go out here and make a bunch of babies, but I am trying to go out here and create some intellectual children that are going to actually take some of these ideas and carry them to the next level, right? So, 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 so here's the thing. All these black men that could have done anything that could have been assets to their family, like this young man in the lawsuit uh, who died. He could have been an asset to his mother. Instead of making it, so they're not just taking away your asset, they're turning these men into liabilities. 
So they're snatching the gun away from you and they're pointing it right at your face. So these men, when they come back and they're hooked on drugs and they're out here poisoning the community with, but by spreading a toxic message, they're out here infecting the women with all kinds of diseases because they've not been trained on sexual responsibility. They're creating nothing but trauma, 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 and chaos, chaos, chaos. And that becomes your problem. So when they're lit, when they're out, you know, when they're, when they're a commodity, they can be exported to the world and, you know, and, and, and they, somebody can make a lot of money. White and Jewish record labels can basically take your child and market them to the world and say, look at this black man stand on stage and call himself the N-word, right? And when they're making money, they want, they want every part of him. They want to own every piece of him when he, he's an asset. But when he becomes a liability... Right. When the drug addiction catches up with him, when the, all the baby mama itis catches up, when he's no longer lit anymore, when he's now ignorant, when he's now, uh, you know, got a bunch of problems that you can't get rid of, then they hand him back to you. So, again, pay attention. Now, this is where a lot of your black wealth goes. They take your greatest assets, your young people, and they turn them into your greatest liabilities. So that black man who could have grown up and protected Young, a young black woman, maybe he becomes a predator and he ends up harming a young black woman. The black man who could have loved you maybe grows up into the black man that traumatizes you. Uh, the black man who would have uh, embraced some kids and raised them to be great people, well, he becomes the, the man that you have to be afraid of because he might harm the children, right? The list goes on and on and on. It goes on and on and on. The black man who could have been a wealth builder becomes a wealth depleter because he wants to go and give all his money to Jake the jeweler or he wants to go and, 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 and you know, buy Gucci and Louis and all this other stuff when he could have been taught to actually build assets that actually belong to his community. So 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 you have to really think about this when I read this story um, and I'm going to pull it up one more time just so we can, you know, kind of just understand this is the context of the conversation. Um, I see lost wealth. That's what I'm seeing. I see a tragedy on all levels. I don't just see the emotional pain. Right. So this young man, um, did, you know, who was an up and coming rapper who thought he was successful, whose family probably thought he was doing well. He ends up dead from a drug overdose. His mother's suing uh, Sony Music, which I think she should. She should sue the living crap out of them. They, they, they need to pay a bunch of money. Uh, you know, it, it's not just emotionally painful. It is also economically painful. It's socially painful. It's painful to your families because this is not just a one off situation. Like, again, let me show you, um, you know, what the, what culture this brother was embracing, you know, before before he unfortunately passed. Um, you know, I, I've seen a trillion rappers like this. It's not like there's anything unique about any of these images. There's nothing here where you say, oh, man, I ain't never seen that before. I ain't never seen a black man on Instagram holding up a big stack of money before. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I ain't never seen a black man with his pants sagging before. I never see a black man with a bunch of tattoos and 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 and, and multicolored teeth and whatever they I never see a black man hold the cup of, of some drink before. I never seen that before. That's that's rare. That's so rare. No, that's not rare. That's systematic. Because um, you know, because this culture is made in America. They mass produce this culture and they dump it right on you. And that is not black culture, that is not who we are, that is not what we're made of. So my RIP goes out to this young man and his family. Um, I hope that they win this lawsuit. I think there should be other lawsuits. I think everybody who's affected should be suing. Um, I saw uh, Charleston White, uh, who is about the most hilarious person I've ever seen. Charleston White did something really powerful, though. He got all the mothers of all of a bunch of dead artists and, and got the world to hear their story. So shout out to him for doing that, because I think that that 
it's the kind of thing we need to do to understand that just because you think it's cool that and, and you want to call this success, there ain't nothing successful about going into a toxic industry and making a little bit of white man's money to destroy your community. And that's not success. That is a miserable, miserable failure. So don't get it twisted. Don't make that mistake. That is, um, that's what's caused a lot of the problems that we have right now. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, do me a favor. Could you please hit the thumbs up button? Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, thank you to pathwaysunited.org. Uh, they have uh, they, they have a really awesome uh, system of supporting you if you're looking to get grants from the Department of Energy. So if you are a smart person who is looking for grants in these areas, a lot of intelligent black people are here. They give a lot of proposal help. Uh, their website is, is right there on the, the, the URLs on the bottom. Uh, anything from fossil energy and carbon management, defense and nuclear proliferation, fusion, fusion energy science, electricity, high energy physics. Uh, Eric, Erica Cole, her, her uh, email is right here, ecole at pathwaysunited.org. Uh, you can email her or also you can go to their website, pathwaysunited.org, and they can help you uh, to find that grant money. So uh, that's our way to kind of contribute and supporting those of you who maybe maybe you can't bust a rap but you are brilliant in other areas. And so pathwaysunited.org is a place you can go to get some help to go uh, get the support that you deserve. So uh, anyway, guys, uh, last but not least, my website is boyswalkins.com and I have a free training on how to start an investment club. So uh, if you'd like to learn how to do that, uh, investment clubs are a great way to build family wealth. Um, I'm all about building black institutions from the ground up so that our children can have a legacy for the next generation, not just because you can't pass a job down to your kids. Uh, that's the white man's organization. You can't pass that to your kids. I'm interested in building institutions from the ground up. So feel free to go to boyswalkins.com, your family investment club. I guarantee you could be a first step toward building wealth in your family. Uh, so feel free to go take a look uh, at my website. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I will see you all very, very soon. Take care now. Peace.